What's up, fellas? This is Moonshine, uh, another episode of the Shotgun Mulligan podcast. Sitting with my boys, Trackman Tristan, CC Stats. What's up, fellas? What's up, Moonshine? How are you on this evening? Good, brother. What is everybody drinking tonight? What we got going? Moonshine. How are we doing, son? Doing well, man. Ooh, that's a nice sound. I'm that's having a ice cold, a ice cold Miller Lite. Ooh, the multi Miller is back again. It's always Moonshine. back. Moonshine does not like the multi Miller. No, unless they're ice cold. But yeah, yeah, I was gonna say until you give him one on the golf course, and he's like, "This is pretty good." <laughs> what about you, CC Stats? I'm drinking a Health Aid. I think you pronounce it kombucha. A ginger and lemon kombucha. <laughs> it's kombucha. I think it's kombucha. Yeah, yeah. There's a ch in there. Healthy. I like it. Healthy. Ginger and lemon, man. Good for the tum tum. For now, you better get something going soon. You know, moonshine's got me a little bourbon. Got a little Buffalo Trace action. There you go. That's only right there. Only one bottle per month. You know, coming into your local store, but you got to catch it. Well, it's it's the only thing left after I. Uh, drain the the bottle at your house um this weekend so that's good i'm glad you have something left so to all our listeners we have a surprise guest i see him in the corner of the screen our first guest of the podcast it's your boy jackson cc stat son how's it going buddy uh it's going good i just had a baseball game nice how'd y'all do so we walked it off uh with a walk-off home run i was the tying run nice Ooh, that a boy? Was it a single or a double to get you on the uh, on the bases? It was actually an inside the park home run. Nice. You had one. He got on with a single. The kid behind him hit an inside the park home run to uh, walk it off. Love it. Nice job, buddy. Good time. So, bumped, us, bumped us up into third place in the standings. So we wanted to ask you a few golf questions because we know you're a pretty stud golfer, young guy. So. Uh, What's your favorite snack when you're out golfing? I would probably say um, a granola bar and a banana. Nice. Does like what the old of, Justin what, Thomas. Yeah, what kind of granola bar? Because I'm like a peanut butter, maybe, you know, maybe a little vanilla on there. What do you, what do you like there, Jackson? Uh, the chewy bars. Ooh, chewy's perfect. good. A little chocolate chip action or a little peanut butter chocolate chip? Probably chocolate chip. He used to be a big fan of the uh, the um, uh, kids Z bars. They're pretty money, actually. I like the kids Z bars. Oh yeah, my kids are having those now. Uh, I'll sneak one here. <laughs> I'll throw one in the bag all the time. Those like the the iced um, the iced vanilla ones. Oh man, those things are sweet. I don't think I've had that one. I'm gonna have to go to run to the store and go get some of those. <laughs> yeah, I haven't yes, tried sir. it out. And it, all right, Jackson, what has uh, golfing taught you in terms of life? What, what things? So I would probably say um, a working through the toughest times, say if you're like two over, maybe try to um, get better uh, golf stats. Nice. That's, Love that's a good it. outlook. Keeping the positive attitude. Yeah, pe- perseverance probably. What do, you think yeah. of, what do you think about practicing golf? So I'm really focused on my putting a lot. Oh, me too, Jackson. <laughs> <laughs> me too. Old track man could use some putting advice. Hey, uh, maybe maybe he, maybe uh, JT here could give you a few lessons. Yeah, I want to be JT's caddy in the future. When he goes, when he gets on tour, I want to be the one. I know that he, you, Dad, can't be on your bag because you guys might chirp each other too much. So I'll have man. to step in there. Yeah, we moved we moved on from that a, a long time ago. Um, we already actually have a caddy if he keeps playing. So. Oh, oh, all right. Thanks for the update. <laughs> Sorry about that, bud. Jeez. <laughs> you can stand over there on the side, shirts off 18. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Miller Lite, that's, that's all it is right there. <laughs> so you kind of hinted at it a little bit, Jackson. What is your favorite sport other than when you're golfing? Totally, definitely baseball. Nice. What's your totally position? De- totally, definitely, huh? Yep. Yeah, we're all, I think you. We're all I think I know that you scored like six goals playing soccer last last year, didn't you? It was probably like two years ago. It was probably more like three years ago. We yeah. haven't played soccer oh, uh, about four years. Yeah, well, 
Uncle T is a little far out there, huh? So what's your position? Yeah. In baseball, probably it's usually um, left field, second base, a pitcher. Nice. And out of the out of those three, what's your favorite? Uh, you throw you throw in the heat. Yep. Like Just I think. What pitches do you have so far, Jackson? Two seam. Four seam and a changeup, but I have more, but my dad doesn't want me to throw them. We're focusing on the basics right now. We're working on the two seam, four seam when he's on, and we're going to start kind of incorporating the changeup in there a little bit. Nice. It's not a baseball podcast, but I'm going to ask one more question here. Is uh, how many pitches do you throw per game, Jackson? So if I start, probably around 60. All right, hold on. That's a little much. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're gonna wear out his arm there. <laughs> we we have to watch the pitch counts a little bit. I'll, I'll I'll take the lead on this one. It depends on um it depends on where we're throwing, whether it's travel because we, I mean, we're on two teams. Whether it's travel or it's little league. Little league's got rules. You throw more than 20 pitches in a day, you got to have one day rest. If it's 40, you got to have so many days rest. So when we go into so he pitched tonight and he threw about 38 in an inning. We had a we had a little rough inning there, but. We'll power through. We'll persevere, right? Mm-hmm. Love uh, it. But he'll be available for the weekend as we go into our tournament this weekend. So we're pretty excited about that. Good. Getting the arm iced. He's going to go rest and, and get, get some rest tonight before school tomorrow, right? Yep. I love it. I love it. What a, what a first guest. Yeah, we're honored. Awesome. Great first guest. Great first guest. Couldn't yeah, be. thanks for coming on, Jackson. Thanks for coming on, bud. You're welcome. Just wait for him on the PGA Tour. He's coming soon. Yeah, I need to get the golf ball signed now. Get the original signature. <laughs> the original. So, boys, did you pay attention to the Sanderson Farms at all? Yes. No, that's a lie. I uh, I tried, but um, it was a it was a crazy weekend. I know um, Mr. Eyes Closed won the tournament, um, and there's I think it was a battle on Sunday a little bit, but um, yeah. I, I was I was doing my best trying to trying to follow it. I mean, you got to give some love to Sergio. I mean, one of the best iron players I think of our time, um, hitting that dart on eighteen to like two foot. Track man's shaking his head. I mean, I I don't know. I've just never been a Sergio fan. I don't know. He be yeah. I, honestly, I should because I think my attitude is probably like his back. I think his attitude's gotten better, but mine is, um, you know, I get furious and he's a little grounded. He's got a he's got a kid now. I think he, doesn't he have another one on the way? I don't know if he's got another one on the way, but I know he had once he had the first kid, he he chilled out a little bit on the golf course. I'm sitting here looking at his big smug face on the, the uh, Sanderson Farms PJ Tour mm-hmm. webpage, holding his big old rooster trophy. Yeah, he's Sweet a happy dude. Win. <laughs> yeah, he's a happy dude. I mean, I'm I, I I am I am happy for him. I'm not the biggest Sergio fan. Um, you know, I I still don't buy the eyes closed eyes closed while you're putting thing. I mean, I don't I don't know. I mean, the dude has struggled quite a bit with his game over the past few years. It's funny because I think like two or three weeks ago, one of us was maybe looking at picking him. Maybe it was me looking at picking him, and then I was like, no, I'm taking that donk out of the lineup. So good for him. He won a no name tournament. We'll see what happens next. Well, yeah, I say good for him as well because I, there's also, I think, a, a family story behind it. I think he might have um, – I, I, I'm not 100% sure, but I think two of his brothers may have passed away from COVID or two family members passed away from COVID. So I know he was dedicating the win to them, which I'm not rooting him on, but I am in that case. That's awesome, you know, to get a win after some loss. And, you know, I'll give it to him, you know. <laughs> So I guess uh, I guess that breaks the Sanderson Farms uh, stat that I gave out last week. You guys remember what that was? Yeah, they've always had new winners, right? First time winners yeah, six, in the PGA Tour. Six first time winners in a row, so that that uh, breaks that up. Thankfully, old Sergio got in the uh, the lineup that week. Yeah, he's probably not going to win for a long time. But if I keep chirping him, I think I chirped him a couple uh, pods ago. Maybe it was the last one. So maybe if I just keep throwing out chirps to some of these guys and they start winning, then that's going to be the picks of the week. You've got to put them in your lineup first. Touche. <laughs> Touche. So on that note, we uh, have probably a much more interesting tournament coming up this week at the Shriners, uh, TP Summerlin. 
uh, we got better field this week. So uh, I'm looking forward to it. What's your all's feelings on that? CC stats starting with you, man. I haven't done a lot of re research as of yet, um, but I'm just sitting here kind of glancing across what we got. We got some big names um, kind of playing. We got uh, the Australian Jason Day, Trackman's boy DeChambeau's playing. We got Morikawa, Cantley. So we got a, we've kind of stepped our game up going from some lower tier guys to uh, um, some higher tier guys. And am I reading there's no cut in this tournament or is there a cut? Yeah, I didn't see that. I don't know. No. I, yeah, I'm actually not sure, which um, is is terrible for us. We should know that, but yeah, I'm reading. I'm reading right here. It says with no cut in the next two tournaments, it's it's time to take the lead in the position league. So I'm rostering elite talent from a, a form of a boatload of success at TP Summerlin. I, I don't know if I 100% buy that, but we'll see. Well, while you're looking through there, I can throw some picks out. Um, well, at least some conversation. I don't want to throw my picks out yet, um, but. <laughs> You brought up Bryson. I think he's plus 700 on the tournament. I think he's like, he's up there to win it because he won in 2018. Uh, I don't buy that because he won it with a totally different game. So now he's coming in, hitting the ball further and swinging harder and it's a different course. Right. So I, I'm not going to buy that, but um, I guess the Vegas cash is on him, him to win it. What do you guys think of that? I mean, I think he has a chance to play solid. I mean, he's been up in the mix for most of the tournaments this year, um, other than his U.S. Open win. I mean, he's he had a little bit of falling off for a few tournaments in the summer, into the summer. But, um, I mean, according to his strategy, he knows it better than everyone else. So he should be able to take this new strategy into uh, TPC Summerlin and be able to win in a different fashion. So we'll see. Your boy is just hitting the weights and drinking his protein shakes and thinks he's got the strategy coming in to get the dub. I think um, I think Vegas also has him at – I think – I could be wrong. We have to look this up, but I think it's plus 1,600 to miss the cut. And I think I would take that bet over him winning the tournament this week. Yeah, I'd take that bet. That'd be a um, nice little payout there. <clears throat> yeah, I would say so. Um yeah, it ought to be it ought to be interesting. Um, as I still research some picks, it ought to be interesting because now you got they're in Vegas for two weeks in a row. Um, got the Shriners this week, and then you got Shadow Creek next week. So a lot of guys are going to come. Oh, up hang, that's hang my up. pick. That's <laughs> my that's my course. I got out there, boys. I know. Um, yeah, you know, I think I I threw him out there as an underrated golfer. I don't think that's entirely the case. Um, I, I like Webb Simpson. I think um, he's got what it takes to uh, – he doesn't hit the ball too far, and he pulls those hybrids out when he needs to, and he just makes some putts and rolls them in yep. like, like I do. No, not really. Um, but the CC, he's got the CC hybrids in the bag for sure. He does. When wow. he's 170 yards out. What, what should I hit? The rest Yeah, pull out three hybrid, baby. Let's go. Let's go. Yeah, I, th I think uh, I think I'm going to throw some cash on uh, Webb Simpson this week. I think he'll be in my lineup. And um, – this guy's been playing pretty good as of late, uh, probably up and coming. He's been, I know, in I think in uh, Punta Cana, he played pretty well in the tournament before that. I, I like Maverick McNeely as well. I think he might be the sleeper for the week um, amidst yeah. this star-studded field. Maverick McNeely. Maverick. What a name. Can you imagine if you came out of the womb and you were named Maverick McNeely? You have to be great. He's got to be good here soon. If he's not, then that's a waste of a name. Maverick, that's solid. He's got to like change it. it. He's got to change it to like Booger McFarlane or something. <laughs> Even though he was, he did, he's done all right, I guess. Um, so I'm gonna say, so I have um a, a couple picks, a couple sleepers. I'm gonna throw some stuff out, and then I will let you know who I've picked so far. I still have a day to kind of dabble, but um, so just some of the 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 bullet points that I had was Bryson, you know, saying like plus 700, he's not a pick of mine. Um, but Patrick Cantley, uh, Webb Simpson, Scotty Scheffler, who is actually Scotty Scheffler is plus 2,800, which I think is a great bet. I think that is something that um, you throw some cash on, on Scheffler at plus 2,800. 
you could do pretty well there, you know. Um, my sleeper, which I'm sure there's going to be some some chirp coming in here. Actually, before I give that one out, um, Kucher is plus 9,000, 9K, and Zolotaris, I think that's how it's pronounced, boys. Is that right? Yeah, uh, I like that word. Plus five, plus five K. Um, but I have, uh, I think Molinari is my sleeper. He hasn't played, but like maybe one tournament this year. Um, and he played pretty well last time. I'm not sure how many years in a row, but I think he was like T26 uh, last time he played this tournament. Um, but I think he's going to, I don't know. I just feel like he's going to come storming back. I mean, he had a hell of a year and a half year um and i'm rooting him on i i I really like him um except at the masters it was awesome to see tiger just watch him fold and watch tiger take the take the green jacket say it say it say it say you you really enjoyed watching him dunk it in the water on number 12 yeah it was awesome i think think everybody did right don't hold don't hold back i know i know i i I'm I'm good for dunking in the water, so I'm trying to keep that golf karma up a little bit here. Um, so my sleeper, I think I'm saying, is Molinari. Uh, but I have my picks of the week are English, Henley, Hoffman after a big week um, last week, Molinari, Redmond, and Scheffler. Those are my picks for DraftKings. Wow. So nope. I, I, like always, I said, always I, pulling I, your boy Scotty. I have to. I've been pulling for him last – I won a, I won a ton of cash with him last year. I, what do you, What did he do last week? He, I don't think he played well last week, right? Whatever. He's did he have an MC? Back. Was it an MC? I, th- I, uh, I think he MC. made. I think he made the cut, but he was uh, struggling. Oh, uh, we're not doing this MC stuff because you guys love missing the cut just as much as I do. The Wait, last no few one's weeks, putting yeah. the cash down on. No one's putting the cash down on on the shotgun Mulligan boys. No, not lately. Uh, we not haven't lately. quite the soon sharks. enough though. Soon enough. Been putrid. Been putrid. Soon enough. It's it's just tough with the the COVID stuff, you know? Like, we can't get out there. They don't have the fans. It's a whole different game. So, let me get some picks from you here, Moonshine. From me? All right. So, uh, my top pick of the week, I'm kind of going off a theme of some of Tristan's past picks, as in coming in hot with your chubby boy, Jason (laughs) Kukrak. Kokrak, I love boy. that dude. He he's a good player, man, and he is playing well. He's had several top twenties in this past, I think, four tournaments. He was top twenty-five in the U.S. Open. Um, he can drive and the golf Pat ball. Pat Perez's boy. Pat Perez called this out like um, probably two months ago. He said Kokrak's coming for a win. Dude hits it a mile too. A mile. Yeah, I think he's uh, third in strokes gained off the tee. So. Your boy can hit the ball, but uh, good have right there. Strokes gained off the tee. And uh, yeah, he the boy can hit. So then my uh, sleeper of the week is Lonto Griffin, the old Virginia boy, VCU right. alum. He uh, he finished high in the FedEx Cup last year, um, and then has had some solid finishes throughout the year. So. Um, and the end of last year, he came in strong with a tour championship and BMW. I believe he was top 25 in both of those. So your boy doesn't have really any crazy stats or his scoring average is pretty low, but he's just a solid player. He goes under the radar. I think he's a for sure sleeper and you got to represent the Virginia boys. Did you say he I, was I, I love that I love that coming from a West Virginia boy. Going we're about to go into a tournament where West Virginia's playing Virginia. I love it. Did, did you say he went to the VCU? Yeah, he Mark, um yeah. VCU, if I don't got it got it right. Let's see. Yeah, Lonto Griffin. Yeah, education at VCU, that. man. He's from Blacksburg. He's from Blacksburg originally, from what I heard. I didn't know that. Played on the Didn't same played on the same junior toy as my boy uh, Kyle Country Hammond in Bluefield, West Virginia. Him and my buddy uh, Cooter down in the country. What? Little country when's boys can play get, some golf. When's Cooter coming on. We got to get the boys on. <laughs> I have to get Cooter in for a bourbon review. That boy buys out the ABC store about every week. And not to uh, not to get off the 
pick slide off the picks quite yet. I just happened to click and I was looking at them. I always like to look at who the Monday qualifiers are. And um, this guy, I don't know if you've ever seen this guy play golf. Um, Spencer, Spencer Levine. Spencer Levine is about five foot six, probably weighs a buck 30 wet. And he smokes like a chimney coming down the fairway. He's, he's like, a, I, don't, I shouldn't say he's a mini John Daly as far as distance, but he will literally just grab his Diet Coke and his cigarette. And I've seen him play a whole bunch of times out on a couple of the tournaments. And, you know, wouldn't be surprised if good old Spencer, you see Spencer Levine up there, you know, if he played well at this course uh, in the in the Monday qualifier, maybe he might jump in there. We'll see. Um, I'll hold you to that. I don't think that's even close. Yeah, we'll see. I mean, he's won, believe it or not, I, this is kind of shocking. He's won, he's won $8.2 million on tour. Eight point two million. <laughs> okay, I retract all statements. Um, I've won Zippy, so if he's winning that much cash, I think we're he's never he's never won, never won on tour. He's got a, uh, finished second in the Mayakoba back in eleven. I'm looking at the little notes here. Twitter says not applicable, sadly. So he'd actually probably be pretty good on Twitter. But yeah, let's see, let's see what Spencer Levine does this week. I'm gonna throw, I'm gonna throw his name in the mix there. Where's Where's Duffner and McGirt? I need my boys. <laughs> I, mean, I, I, I joined the party, man, with Jason. Yeah, I'm going to send him a message. We got to get that 30 rack over to him and get them all. They're probably hanging out together. Probably. Pat, Pat Perez probably won't make it to the tournament. He's probably been gambling in Vegas. A little vino and uh, some cards. I think I'm with you there. Like, ooh, you know what? I have a golf tournament to win. So, someone stay at the blackjack table. Someone is suspiciously going to miss their tea time due to COVID positive tests this week, I think, or next week. You know, it's funny. It's funny you say that. I literally, with them being in Vegas, there's always some sketchy stuff that happens out there. I'm not saying any of these guys are going to do sketchy things, but I feel like something might pop up on Thursday right before their tea time or Friday guy that might really 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 need to make this cut and all something something's gonna happen so put yeah. your damn kombucha down and go get a damn beer just talking about covid now you tell me to put my drink down i don't know well I, I want you to get a drink that'll kill covid instead of the one that's gonna just breed it in your belly <laughs> breeding up that bacteria there oh cc stats I haven't heard a stat yet. Where's the stats from stats? Stats, stats, not a lot of stats coming out of this brain. You know, a lot of baseball stats in my head over the past five days. So we'll, we'll get locked in here. We'll get locked in here. Not a baseball podcast. So do your homework. <laughs> Thanks. Thank you. Thank you. You, for that. You, you want, you want, you want the chirps, man. They're coming. We'll get there. We'll get there. We're there. So boys, okay, I was thinking, is- I was thinking about it this, this week. Um, what is the part of your game that needs the most improvement? And I'm not going to start because basically my entire game needs improvement, but I'll let you all take this off. I'll kick it off here. You know, I feel like there are times with my driver where I'm like, I'm hitting the ball pretty good and I'm pretty happy with it. But I know overall, I think getting off the tee for me is something that I really need to focus on. And I don't, I don't, I'm not worried about the distance. I mean, I, I know that if I get more and become more consistent off the tee, I think the distance will come. Uh, I mean, I, I don't, I'm not asking to hit it 320 like your boy Trackman over there. But I think if I just uh, can work on my shots off the tee, the strokes gained off the tee, like your boy Moonshine threw out there, I think it'll help me with my game overall. I mean, Drop a stroke here, drop a stroke there, because it, it it does make a big difference. You guys know when you when you're hitting the ball well off the tee and putting in the short stuff and giving yourself some shorter shots or hitting greens. You know, just think about how many greens you hit. And if you just go out and two putt, I mean, you probably are going to lower your score by three or four strokes. So, and we've all had those good rounds out there. But for me, it's it's just being consistent off the tee. That's that's as simple as I can say it. Yeah, I mean, I totally agree there. Um, Last round I played, actually, Chris, you'd probably – you would have been um, pretty proud of me. Uh, I walked up to the first tee and I said, um, short par fours, I'm hitting a four iron off the tee. I'm just going to get it out in the fairway. Um, 
I heard you say that last podcast. I'm going to chime in here before you get into in depth. I here we go. <clears throat> I think you got to, I mean, we talked about how your round went and you said the wind was blowing and you're seeing a hit four iron. I mean, if the hole's 350 yards, why are you going to hit four iron? I mean, why? It, why it, because I'm getting to a point where my driver, I don't want to lose balls. Okay. Okay. Well, that's fine. Why, why do you have to hit four iron? Why, if the hole's 350 or three, three, three sixty, you're pulling out a four iron and I mean, don't get me wrong. If you're confident with your 160 yard shot and in great, go for it. But I would say try to get it out there a little bit farther because you know, maybe your, your better eight iron, nine iron wedge game in is a little bit better. I mean, I hold back. I mean, I don't, I, I don't really, I've never really seen you hit a three wood off the tee too much. And so, and that's a, that's a great point is that um, I'm, I'm fairly confident with my three wood um, coming out of the fairway off the tee. I don't know if I just have, I, I haven't put the practice in um, with it, with it up a little bit. Maybe I just put it down on the tee box. You know, you, just, you, you, you keep it clean, but um, I'd rather have it in play and then have a chance to, even if I'm short, chipping a putt than to try to hit my driver and go, go hazard and then have to take a drop, which gets me to my point is my driver is either on or it's completely off. Um, I do like the, uh, the swing lube. I think usually after nine holes that I'm hitting my driver a little bit better. Um, but I'm also not playing as much. So the fatigue kind of kicks in, but, um, one of the biggest, my biggest things that I'm not doing right is reading greens. I can look at a green. I can see where it's coming down off a hill, off a bunker, off I, all the stuff that everybody talks about. And then I go to line up my ball. I line it up, get down, get up, get over the putt, get down again real quick because I'm way off. And then lining up those not, lines left and right. It's, it's not, yeah, it's not the speed. Uh, of the putt I think my speed is pretty good it's just reading those greens to especially from a lag putt you know getting it close for a two putt and get out of there um, especially with what we just talked about where if I if I'm on especially on a par five if I'm on you know I doing what I just said I could be out on five and you know on to the next tee box so biggest thing for me I think is reading greens I need to really practice that I need to go out and see the different greens um, different grass, grain coming down, where it's coming from, where the water drains off, what everybody, everybody says, but yeah. Um, and then also the scorecards is reading the scorecard before I go out to the tee box, make sure I know where the, where I'm hitting the ball. I think that's key. I think you, um, that's, especially if you play a course where you don't know, and this is probably a little tip that you may or may not know that I do, but if I go play a course that I've never played before, I will, obviously try to do a little research where I look on my phone and kind of just get a, get a, take a gander of what's going on there. But another thing that I'll do is I'll grab another scorecard and I'll keep it in my back pocket. So that way, as I'm out, if I'm out, it's cart path only or whatever, I have another scorecard and I kind of, kind of take a gander at it and just keep it with me as I'm playing. So then that way kind of helps me gauge how the course is going to You have never play. done that playing with me. You've never pulled a scorecard <clears throat> out of your back left pocket. Well, because most of the time we're playing courses that I'm already already know. So I'm just I'm just trying to. There's content Stat. that that's got to be in here, and you you're 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 BSing. Stats out there pulling out his yardage book. Yeah, the leather book. Walking that says it like, off. It says like taco on the back. <laughs> I need one. Hey, you know what? That's a that's a topic for another time. I feel like Christmas gift. Here it comes like for the shotgun <laughs> mulligan boys. I'm getting you guys some yardage books with your nicknames on it. I like I like a good yardage book. I mean. I think I, I, my boy Trackman's got one ready to go for Tidewater. I got a, got a yardage book for him ready to go. Thanks to you. Nice. Thanks to you. I do That's appreciate right. it. I've been studying it every night. It's under my pillow. I like a, I like a good yardage book because I feel like then you can kind of, especially if you know how to read it. If you don't know how to read it, it ain't going to do any damn good. So <laughs> your boy Trackman's he's still figuring it out. He's trying to decipher everything. Yeah, well, I've, it's under my pillow, but I just read it like it's a, a, it's like a ch- Chinese book it's like back to front I like upside down I'm like trying to figure out how to oh the, the, yeah I don't I'm not there yet but I'm reading it I'm you know I'm looking for my yardages so um what's yeah your, so, uh, what's your take 
Yeah, so my um, thing I've been working on mainly is iron game. I mean, I really need to get my iron accuracy down. I feel like my wedges to about my six iron are in decent shape, but hitting greens and being consistent with my irons has been a struggle for about the past two to three years. Um, I used to hit my irons better than a lot of my clubs. I mean, I could usually get it on the green or somewhere in the vicinity on the fringe or just a little bit off the green. Um, so that's what something I've been working on in the range, getting my little lunch rain sessions in on Tuesdays. So I was out there banging some balls around, um, duck hooking my four iron. But other than that, I was had a little draw and a little more accuracy. So I'm just trying to fine tune those a little bit, especially before I take you boys on in the bourbon classic. Love to hear it. I do love to hear that because, uh, like you said, you open it up. My whole game needs work. So, Moonshine, where do you where do you get your range sessions in at? The old Reston National, man. Oh, nice. It's, it's about a a two minute drive from the office on Tuesdays, so I just pop over there for lunch, grab a small bucket, and start banging them out. That's a good that's, that's a good place to go putt too. The greens are always fast. And where where is their putting green? I haven't. <laughs> <laughs> I that i don't know i know i've played there several times and the greens are pretty quick so yeah they do have some good greens um is it true that course was if you look at it from a satellite view it looks like uh it's a playboy bunny like hugh hefner had money in it when they were first opening up have you ever seen that google uh mm. satellite view no have not check it out Rustin national is getting a plug here but it looks like it looks like a Playboy Bunny with the ears coming out. I don't, I don't really believe it, but that's what everybody says when you go play that course. Huh. And, and I don't know where our practice green is. I do know where the range is, um, and I'm going to be there on Tuesdays to make sure they don't give you balls because we're playing against you. <laughs> no, Check that out, up. though. That, that, that's, a, that's a take that I've heard. I'm, I have it up on satellite right now, and it, it could be true. I don't know. I do know, I believe Reston was one of the first planned communities in the country when it was built, but I heard the whole, I mean, I guess it does kind of look like a bunny, but it don't. That's, yeah. I'm with you there. I got to look at this. It's like one of these rumors. Hugh Hefner supposedly had some cash in the course and then like pulled out, which I know he's known to be pulling out, but um, I didn't know that with golf courses, so. I'm going to say no chance. That's yeah, what, I'm, I'm kind of with you. I'm going to say no chance. Be... I don't think he knows even where Rustin, Virginia is, to be honest. I don't know, man. We're in the – Well, we're... well he doesn't anymore. <laughs> yeah, that's right. that's true. He's looking down. He's going to strike this podcast down, boys. <laughs> All right, boys. I was thinking about a topic the other day. You know I love some old-time golf – champions tour some of these old guys got me thinking about it watching phil take on some of these old champions so what is your all's favorite old-time golfer champions tour and before old time makes it sound like somebody from like the 50s or 60s <laughs> i know i'm thinking black and white I'm like, oh, man, bobby jones yeah we're going before Bl- oh wait no Pre-war, uh, World War Two, right? Old man, what's his name? What's his old man Morris or whatever? Tom Morris. Whoever shot yeah. low back in 1936. Francis, we met. <laughs> Tristan, do you even know who Francis we met is? No. Okay. Is that okay? okay. You don't know who Francis we met is? Well, ex- okay. You, you never know, seen? I just never, said no, so explain it to me. You never seen the movie The Greatest Game Ever Played? Nope. Uh, that's enough. Dude, you need to sit down and watch. The, have you seen it, Moonshine? No. Oh. I watched, I watched Bagger Vance. <laughs> Tim you, guys have, you guys have homework before next before the next pod. Happy Wait, Gilmore. What's the yeah? <laughs> what's the other one where um where what's his face from um he crashes his car in Texas and then he ends up playing uh, golf with uh on the horse farm. Oh, yeah, man. I need to talk about with yeah. Now Francis, we met one that opened like in like 08, 1908, and beat um, – ah, oh, geez, now I can't even remember. There we go. So you can't even explain it. Yeah, you need to go – you need to – you guys need to watch the greatest game. Old gray chin over here. Can't even explain it. Francis, we met. Go look at All him right. up. 
Yeah, I got it written down in my notebook. All right. On to your old-timer golfer. Yeah. Who's got one? Chris, Taco. Oh, I'm going to kick, kick it off. CC Stats going to kick it off. All right, well, I'm, I'm going to go with my one. I've actually liked this guy a long time. Um, I just – I don't know. I just remember I think my dad really liked him and uh, just a classy dude. Um, boom Boom. How can you not like Boom Boom? I wouldn't call – I don't like calling him old time because he's not really – I mean, he's – yeah, he's Champions Tour eligible and plays on the Champions Tour, maybe not as much, but I'm a big fan of Boom Boom. He um, – he uh, he hits it out there. He, he still hits it out there. I mean, the guy contended in the Masters like five years ago was up there towards the end. And then I, I'm going to save a little sentimental one towards the end. I want to hear everybody else's. I'm gonna, I want to see what everybody else has to say. I got one more, but it's more sentimental. I really like this guy's game, but I'm going to leave it at that. I'm going to kick it off. The Hold way. up. So you're saying Boom Boom is Fred Couples? Yes. Yeah, old Freddie. Right. Sorry, Freddie Smooth. I, I love that. I just I thought you would at, at least had followed up so that the listeners know because if they hear boom boom they think it's me because I hit the ball so damn far. So <laughs> they definitely are not thinking of Trackman when they think of boom. <laughs> right. I don't think. Listen, I don't even think of you as boom boom. I, I understood. I'm just clearing it up for the listeners because there's going to be some I, people what? that don't understand. I'm glad that you did it. Yeah, Boom Boom is Freddie Couples. Freddie yeah. Couples. Yeah. Freddie Smooth, one of the smoothest swings in golf history. Yep, absolutely. Effortless. All right, who's next? Who's got, who's got, who's got their old-timer golfer here? Go ahead, Jer- or Moonshine, one of y'all. I got one. I mean, this isn't that surprising, but who doesn't love your boy John Daly? John, it had to have come out from from Moonshine Mark that the guy who slugged. It doesn't. Su- it doesn't surprise me. Yeah. Cig- cigarette smoking, big boy crushes the golf ball, drinks thirty hit, beers. He, he just hit a hole in one this past weekend. Yeah, it was. You see that? It had, it's too, bad his, too, too bad his shirt wasn't off on that one. It had, it had uh, something to do with the the text we got the other day from Moonshine. <laughs> Probably, yeah. <laughs> Mark's good. But no, he's. I, sure. I, but seriously, though, when I was growing up watching the game, I mean, I saw this guy. He did not care about anything about what anyone thought about him in any tournament. Your boy, I think he got like a triple bogey on one tournament. I still remember it to this day when I was little. Pulls out a putter and drills a putter off the tee because he was just pissed off in the tournament, like just saying f everybody. I'm going to do what I want. I'll hit this putter off the tee. I think he hit it like 250 or something. Dude. Oh, I'm sure he did. Well, I saw I, there, there's plenty of stories. This could be a whole podcast, I think, of talking about Mr. Daly. Your boy Daly. I think he um, he had a, one of his ex-wives or ex-wives in the car and threw like 10K out the window on a bridge <laughs> because she was asking for food. And he said, go find the cash and go, go find a McDonald's and drove, you know, and kept driving. I'm like – Back in the 80s, you're throwing 10K off a bridge. Like, you, you're you doing well. So He is a dude that doesn't forget where he can't, comes from, though. I mean, he – I think his club in Arkansas, he said he loses money every single year because he just makes it affordable so people can get out there and play the game and be at a private club and have a good time and play with I him sometimes, that. too. So, Hey, and now, it, now you got John Daly Jr. to root for. Oh, yeah? <laughs> I'm, ro- I'm rooting him on. That kid is a baller. I don't know if you've seen his um, scores on, I don't know, I don't even know what the tour or the junior tour, but um, he's hitting the ball. He's just like his dad. He's crushing the ball. His, uh, his loudmouth shorts and all. Gotta love him. Track man, who you got, old Tommy? <sighs> Gosh. Um So, I don't know. I, I didn't grow up like, um, you know, I got into golf kind of late, but um, I loved watching the shark. I love watching Greg Norman with like the, with the, the hat, you know, he's got the hat and the polo coming through in the 90s and he was always just fit and, you know, looking sharp, like coming in. Um, I had a couple of people down there. I mean, like Gary Player, uh, obviously Arnie and Jack, we'd all say the same thing there. Um, but I think Greg Norman for me, when I was a kid, I, he was a figure for me. I was like, I know that guy. 
you know, growing up, I know, you know, I'd walk into grandpa or uncle, you know, my uncle's house and be like, they're watching golf. That's, that's, that's the guy I'm rooting for. I didn't know where he was from. If you, I was hoping he was from the U S but he's not a little, he's an Australian, right? Correct. A little surfer, like eight pack. He's, uh, like now probably what? 75, eight, 70. I don't, know if he's, I don't know if he's that old. I mean, the dude's in, the dude's in great shape. Um, he was married to Chris Everett a few years ago. And my, my favorite memory, I don't know if it's a favorite memory, but I think it's probably the one memory that most people have of Greg Norman that stands out is him blowing the lead at the Masters and then losing in a playoff to Larry Mize, chipping in on on uh, 11. So that's the one thing that I just, it's ingrained in my brain when Norman just lost it there and Mize beat him. So, Can I give you a sleeper, though, who uh, growing up who I loved because I'm I'm a Swedish guy? It's yep. Annika. Nope. <laughs> Annika Sorenstein. Oh, Annika. Old pretty lady. She was smoking the ball. She won what, like, I think she has like 10 LPGA ma uh, majors. Um, I don't know. Stats. You got any stats on her? I think 72 PGA wins, 73. She was just balling and no one paid attention in that time, but you look back and you're like, okay, well she was on fire and no one was going to think of uh, pulling an LPGA lady out and she's my, my country woman. So that's my pick. 70, 72 LPGA tour victories, 17 ladies European tour victories. Dang. That's, uh, that's pretty impressive. Yeah. She's got to imagine. Yeah, World Golf Hall of Fame. I mean, World Golf Hall of Fame back in 03. That was 17 years ago. Yeah, well, and that's what I'm saying is, like, that's what I remember growing up is it was, like, you know, throwing out uh, Greg Norman, but throwing out Annika was, like, huge because she was always in the news. She just won everything. And wasn't, on, wasn't Annika the – wasn't she the first one to play a PGA Tour event, a lady to play the PGA Tour? Yeah, I believe so. I believe she was. Yeah, she's a beast. Where'd she it, place there? I don't think she made the cut, but I mean, it was it was pretty cool. <laughs> but it's still pretty cool. Yeah, it's like um, the the Tampa Bay Lightning uh, goalie, the first first lady to play in the NHL, was the Tampa Bay Lightning goalie. I can't think of her name either, but that's an awesome milestone to be the first lady in. Uh, unfortunately, you say it now in like a men's sport. It's not a hockey podcast. It's not a baseball podcast either. <laughs> so your boy Tippins has has some sentimental valued person, right? Yeah, yeah. I think my um. You probably got a golf ball from uh, Arnold Palmer back in like 1943. <laughs> it was just like, all right, sorry, go on. No, I think um, I I always wondered what this guy's career could have been if he had never if he hadn't died. And if you guys don't know who it is by now, I mean, what what would Payne Payne Stewart's career had been another ten years on tour? I mean, the dude was the dude was legit. Um, and just how it happened, I mean, that's just, that's that was awful. And and then obviously the U.S. Open this year, they brought it back up and Wingfoot, and he wanted a Piner. I just I don't know. I just, I always liked Payne Stewart. I liked the way he, I don't know. He was just kind of his own individual the way he dressed. And um, I always look forward to, I think he was sponsored by the NFL at one point and you'd always wonder what team he was going to wear on Sunday and his, with his knickers on and his hat and everything. But I always, uh, I always liked Payne Stewart. I think I always would wonder, I always wonder what, what it would have ended up 10 years down the road uh, after he won that open. Yeah, there's some cool stories coming out with him as well um, with the um, Payne Valley opening up. Like, I, you know, I didn't – I was so young. I didn't pay as much attention, but it sounds like he was the ultimate sportsman. Like, he just had the best sportsmanship going over and throwing his arm around, like during Ryder Cups, going over to the other team and putting his arm over, um, you know, the competition and just saying, like, oh, you having fun and – giving a little chirp, but, but to me, that's what I love that from like a hockey perspective is like 
given that given the 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 knuckles or whatever but to, from a golf course like walking down a, a a fairway to put your arm over the competition and be like hey man it's all right that was a terrible shot you know you give them a little chirp but like oh you'll you'll be on the green soon don't worry you know like just something that was to to motivate them and to give them something like that that's what it sounds like Payne Stewart was about and that's something really cool because you don't see that now Right. He was just a all time family man, likable guy, you know, class act. up with people, class act. Yeah. It's, I mean, I guess that's why, you know, it's the Payne Stewart award. He has such a wonderful reputation. It's too bad. He tragically passed away, but um, great memories for a great guy in the game for sure. Shout out to Zach Johnson, 2020 winner of this, the Payne Stewart award. Oh, I don't know Johnson. if you guys knew that. Zach Johnson's coming back. I bet you he wins another tournament, by the way. We don't have to go into that. We can talk about that later. But Zach Johnson's going to win one. He's going to sneak in there. No. Oh, you don't think so? He might sneak in there. <clears throat> he might sneak in there. Maybe. He's going to definitely sneak in there. So Trackman was bringing up a cool topic the other day of what golf course architect – do you admire or what courses do you like from a certain architect? Um, it's always an interesting topic and not that we're architect gurus, but track man, what do you got on that? I um, am probably, I'm, I'm kicking this off because I think I have though, I don't have as much knowledge as you guys. Um, but I got to play a Fazio course in Texas. Um, and it's probably been like four years now. And I had never played a layout. I mean, I, 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 you know, playing unis and, and, um, you know, public, you know, the public courses around here and then, uh, jumping onto this Fazio course. And one, I had never been on uh, a tee box like that. Like it was very narrow, but to me, the thing that resonated was the greens. It was like, growing up playing hockey, it was like my, the golf ball, I think the first hole I chipped on, rolled off, chipped back on, rolled off. It was just as, as icy as it got, you know, like there was, I couldn't get the, the feel. I couldn't get the, um, the touch. And then it took so many holes for me to finally get that ball in the hole. And I was like, man, it was just the, the undulations with the, the, you know, it was a, I think it was the Omni Resort in Austin, Texas. It was a, Fazio has two courses out there. It was phenomenal. It was beautiful. There's waterfalls everywhere. Architecture, like everything was awesome. Um, and I, like I said, I don't have as much um, course knowledge, but played Pete Dye and like Donald Ross, like those turtle shell greens, great, but I haven't been able to play them. So from what I've played, I think Fazio was was something that I'll I'll never forget. Who do you have stats? Um, I just I was looking up some stuff, a couple of courses, and who the architects were. I was pretty sure one. Um, you know, I played Bellhaven Country Club a lot, and Arthur Hill designed uh, Bellhaven, and he's got some quality tracks out there. Um, a lot of raised greens, so I'm not the biggest fan of those. But I, I think I'm a big fan of Donald Ross. Um, my boy Trackman was just talking about the turtle shell greens. I think it's just a challenge with the short game and how creative it kind of makes you have to be out there. Um, I think I've only played a couple of his courses. Um, but, yeah, I think Donald Ross, it's just kind of – he's got some old-time classic field courses. And – I think for a while there, I was all in on these new, like, just kind of more wide open and not linksy style, but kind of Americanized link style courses. But I think the little bit older I get, the grayer I get. I, I like some of the more traditional pine tree, tree lined um, courses out there. And so I, I'm, I'm a big fan of Donald Ross. I do like Arthur Hills. Um, but I'm also excited to see what some of these other guys are coming up with. I mean, I've played some Pete. Pete Dye courses and they're tough. I mean, they're no joke. Um, if you guys have ever played them, you leave there and you're like, man, I don't want to ever come back. But um, yeah, I'm a big fan of Donald Ross. Yeah, just to go off that point, Chris, Pete Dye was what I was going to say. Not that I love 
leaving a course frustrated or just putting in too much work on a course. But um, I had the pleasure to play the Virginia Tech River course there, Pete Dye Design. And I started, as you're saying, I guess once you're older or something, you just start appreciating some of the difficulty of the course. And I didn't play great, but I didn't play awful. But I, I did appreciate the strategy of keeping it in the tight fairways and then how he has the turtle shell greens um, where you can't just run up a little seven iron track, man. You have to, you have to have some skilled spin on your shot or it's, it's rolling off the green. I mean, um, he has those classic greens, tight fairways. It's always challenging. Usually some pretty, pretty far length to some of his courses, but he, um, he wanted to set golfers up with a challenge. He wanted to create championship style courses and he does that to perfection, no matter how hard it is. So I do, it's more respect rather than I totally love playing his courses. I just have a lot of respect for him as an architect. Well, I have respect for you being an architect. So, and crit and, uh, and, and stats there, but, um, no, I like that breakdown. Uh, I just am a little upset that you're trying to chirp my seven iron bump and run from from downtown. Um, it's not working on the die course. I think I think I think it could, depending on <laughs> if I if I'm leaving myself an uphill putt. Go ahead, try um, it. Luckily, he's going to have me on his bag in his cart, so I'll be able to talk oh. him out of it. He's going to be my teammate. I mean, well, well, he won't be pulling four iron on 320 yard holes. We'll. We'll get him ironed out before November 19th. We're good. We're good. We're going to play. We're going to play. A, you see, you should hop in the car and ride down with us. We're going to play a good uh, Arnold Palmer design down in uh, North Carolina called River's Edge. I don't know if you've ever heard of it, Mark, or have ever played Yeah, it. I've heard of it. I've, I've wanted to play there. I, I love Mark Beach courses. played them for years, so. Cancel your – there's no reason to fly down. You can just jump in the car. We'll do a podcast on the way down. <laughs> I got a no cancel on the flight. Well, yeah, but didn't you pay like 65 bucks? You just have to drive all the way up to BWI to get out there? No, it's DCA. So. Oh. Yeah, you can't I guess beat that's some, different. I you can't beat some Reagan. BWI. No, I, I would um, cancel it if I was going up and doing the Spirit special right. from BWI, but no, no hate right. on Spirit. Well, but. Not a problem. We're not taking your clubs. You can check those. That'll be, I don't know, <laughs> 75 bucks. And then. Uh, you are taking them. And you're. Uh, no. Yeah, mm, yeah I'm not sure about that. Hey, well, we we're we're like the airline. We can't we can't be responsible for them if they get lost. Yeah, you got to pay for one of our rounds if they're going in the in the vehicle. So. <laughs> already already had for a while. Your boy Tris. <laughs> it's clean now. The check cleared. The check has cleared. Had the chair for you, bro. I understand, but I'll put your your clubs on the top of my truck, and then I'll just watch them just filter out as we drive down ninety five. <laughs> Like, oh, there goes this. Then I'll just get the silly rentals, but then when I had a bad shot, I can just blame them on the rentals, you know? Yeah, and you'll probably take a free drop. You'll do like the uh, the the ball down the leg or whatever you're gonna do. Whatever it takes to win for West Virginia, right, boys? Nah, nah we're gonna be uh, we're gonna be honest, gents. Yes, sir. And just to uh, bring that conversation back, Miss Annika is worth forty million dollars. Wow! Can you guys believe that? I, I guess I can. More than that. Yeah, I, I thought maybe more because, I mean, she was sponsorship deals and everything, and with her being the face, basically, basically of Lady Golf. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to hit her up. I think maybe we get her on the pod. She can sponsor <laughs> us for a couple mil. We'll be good to go. Hey, Moonshine, I, uh, I dropped a, a link in the chat. I think you'll appreciate it with the uh, – the redo of they're going to of rehabilitating and the op of the courses in DC that they're going to start here soon with the national links trust. I think you'll appreciate the, what they're going to do to especially East Potomac. Um, I know I'm sure you've played down there a little bit and try to restore it a little bit. Yeah, I just want to drop that in there. I think you'll get a good kick out of that article. Yeah. I have to check that out. I enjoy me some rock Creek park played there a couple of times, heading out of work at Georgetown. I'd pop over there and hit up nine after working a 12 hour shift back in the day. I was a nurse, so. What are you now? Give a shout out. You ain't no nurse anymore, right? I'm a nurse practitioner, but. Nurse practitioner, baby. I love it. You've, uh, you're making your way up the chain. 
He's going to be my doctor soon. It's a fun job. Come in for your skin check. Wear that sunscreen on the course, boys. I love that. I love that plug. Put that sunscreen on. I didn't do it until I met you, and now I just lather up. Kristen, you had a little topic you wanted to bring up. Yes, I did. Um, Sounds serious. Yeah, are we going to – He took a deep breath. Like, it's, this is a serious topic. I'm, I'm on the edge of my seat. Yeah, are we having a rundown from, like, yeah. Augusta well, Mar- well, Mar- architecture coming off the architect? Sorry, I got I got caught on the uh, the last topic there, uh, Mark. Why don't you just you, you kick it off? The question so, for CT. So yeah. we wanted to pull out a would you rather CC. So uh, you know everybody loves some would you rather's. So we were thinking of some old time your you know your classic courses that everyone wants to play. So give it to me, track man. What we got? All right, all right, all right, all right. CT. This is something good. I got it written down. I've had it in my notebook for, for a while. And I was like back and forth. Like, oh, I don't know. Um, would you rather play the, or- the old course scratch next to Tiger or go to the champion's dinner um, with no pictures, no cameras, your friends probably wouldn't believe you on the way out? of magnolia lane so the 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 first option again you play the old horse with tiger with tiger and you're shooting scratch or yeah i got the second you get you get to go eat whatever the winner of i don't know mark you can call it 2000 that tiger's dinner from 2019 (laughs) and but you don't tiger dinner this tiger's dinner this fall yeah, yeah, but you can't – there's no pictures involved. There's no nothing. You walk out there and you're like, man, that was the best experience of my life. And no one will believe you. Yeah, don't get me wrong. I think the Champions Dinner is a great opportunity and the stories that you might hear and who's going to be there. But to get to play a round of golf with Tiger, and I'm a scratch golfer at the old course, I mean, the and the knowledge that I can learn from Tiger, just shoot the shit and – He's not giving you anything though, right? Well, I mean, you didn't say that. I didn't. I didn't. But I'm just thinking from. So would you rather? So would I rather? I'd rather probably. I'd rather play a round of golf. If I'm a scratch golfer and I'm playing with Tiger, and you never know, might be a little cash thrown around. If I'm scratch, let's go. Let's go for one round. I love it. Better have some deep pockets for old T Woods. Yeah, he's gonna give me a couple. (laughs) <laughs> he ain't giving – yeah, right. Yeah. You know he's not giving you anything. He's like, if you're scratch, he's going to make you putt everything out. I'm just going to make fun – I'm going to make fun of his, his cargo shorts he wears on the golf course. I'm going <laughs> to get in his head. You better be careful. If there's a chance he comes on here and listens to that, we're screwed. What about you? What about you, Moonshine? You're going to the dinner. You're a, you're a gentleman. You want to – I mean – Tell stories. And, it's crazy because I'm – a huge tiger fan of love tiger since i was growing up but i don't know for when you uh brought this up i was just thinking of being at the champions dinner with all the winners at the masters sitting there at augusta just relaxing listen to them cut up have some drinks have a good dinner have all these stories just no matter if anybody believed you or not that you were there no matter if you got pictures or not i think it would be awesome just cut up with those dudes just have a memorable night that you'd never forget. And not that you would never, I mean, playing golf with Tiger Woods would be amazing. I mean, he was my idol growing up. Um, Read every Tiger Woods book out there when I was growing up, but I think the champion's dinner. And I think I'd like to chirp Jack and Tiger and see, you know, just be the, the rude uncle at the table, you know, just constant constant destruction. I love it. I'm, but no, I'm, you know what? Nobody would believe you, though, because then you come back and you don't have any proof of it. Until, like, I mean, it's social media nowadays. Somebody else could get I'm saying your phone's not there. You're, somebody else might get it on. Uh-uh. Everybody's yeah. going to go, who's that guy? Not wearing a green jacket. <laughs> yeah, until it gets <laughs> Well, um, so, so my take there is I laugh because I'm like, being a scratch golfer regardless of tiger being there like you could have made that um 
a scenario of just like going to the old course and being a scratch golfer. Um, but I think I would play the, I, I would go, first of all, if I'm going to the champions dinner, I'm, I'm, I'm making the rounds. I want to hear this. I want to get chirped. I'm chirping. I'm throwing it out there, especially if there's no proof that I'm going to be there and I'm out. No. And, um, we all, listen, but, listen, listen, hold but on. I, I will wait, get wait, to wait, play. Wait. I will get to play. If I leave that course talking to all these people, I will get to play that course. Listen, you, you didn't have to go any further. I was pretty sure I knew you were going to pick the champions dinner. Dude, when we went to Augusta last year and we made our stop in Atlanta to see your family and we're sitting down behind the dugout and you talk to start talking to some rando literally for 45 minutes. I mean, that's who you are. That's who Trackman yeah. is. Trackman has no problem talking to a rando, feeling them out, seeing what's going on. That's who you are. And so there's no doubt in my mind that you were going to pick that because the connections that you would make. Oh, Ben Crenshaw and yes. Woods and Jack. Trent, Listen, not I already know. I already Woods know. may not give it to me. Woods no, may not. I already know who you'd get on the course with. There's no doubt about it. I have it. I mean, I'd like to hear Moonshine. Who do you think would be Trackman's person that would get him on the course of the people that were at the Champion Center? Mm, uh, fuzzy, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> no. Gary Flair. That's see bingo bingo Gary yeah, Gary player yeah, would be like this guy is he could be the crappiest golfer on the planet but he can at least have conversation while we hit balls down the fairway nail on the head that was the guy I was gonna pick <laughs> Gary. I'm telling you nice. that's who I want to and and that goes back to my conversation with old time golfers is I may have said a bunch of other people but Gary player's my guy the what 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 is it the the Black Knight. The yes. Black Knight. The Black Knight. I mean, this player is – he has the most – he has, from from the the older perspective, he has the most energy still, and he can still hit the ball. And I want to learn from him, and that's who I'm going to talk to. And I'll, I'll, make my, I'll make my rounds. I'll have some whiskeys, but I will go to Gary and say, we got to hit this out tomorrow. Hey, no free ads, but I say you drop drop a link to the pod and Gary Player's uh, DMs and Instagram and see what he says. I know, just see if he get, get, give get him a little time. On. Yeah, give him a little time stamp and say, hey, Mr. Player, can you uh, can you listen to this piece about – I would say that all day long, too. I'd say, Mr. Player, the honor is yours. And he's like, well, I uh, I bogeyed, but uh, you parred. And I'm like, there's no chance <laughs> I parred. I'm going so. I'm gonna, I'm gonna to go out on a limb here. I actually got a little goosebumps here. Talking about oh, this, oh, little goose. All right, the little goosies. Yeah, man, the hair stand up. On my... I'm, I'm gonna say that I know. Well, I don't know. I think Trackman, Trackman will reach out to Mr. Gary Player. He will send him a message, whether he responds or not. I don't know, but it wouldn't put put it beyond him to end up playing a round of golf with Mr. Gary Player one day. I, I could see it happening. I could see it happening. I will put that out there right now that I will play around with Gary Player. There, I don't know. It, it could prediction. Be, it, I like it. it. Could, it, it could Gary be, Bone. Um, what's the? Uh, what are the other courses at? Um, outside Payne's Valley, there's that par three that Arnold built. Um, oh, big, big, uh, big Cedar Lodge, big, right? Big Cedar, big Cedar Lodge. Lodge. Like it could be a quick one. It could be three holes. It could be, it could be on the range, but I could play golf in air quotes here. I could hit some balls with him. I'm going to make it work before I'll go before he will, because he's, he's the most fit older man in the, on the planet. So I, I can see it happening. Yeah, yeah I, I, I can see it too. I'm putting it out there, boys. This is the, this is the time I'm going to reach out um, probably tomorrow morning. <laughs> some sleep but uh yeah i'm looking forward to playing with gary player here shortly <laughs> your boys man it's been a good talk today good episode you know we got to keep Times. doing this we had our Stop. first annual guest i mean we had some good topics can't beat it and you can't keep gassing up track man because when you gas track man up the next episode is going to be fire <laughs> What do you think? Hey, yeah, man. 
Keep him rolling. CC, what do you think? Or the next episode? Yeah, I'm looking forward to talking to some college coaches, um, getting into the nitty gritty, and um, you know, um, I think it's going to be a couple days out, maybe maybe a, f- a few more, but we should do it. Yeah, I think um, when we get that opportunity, I think it's going to be it's going to be interesting to kind of pick their brains a little bit about the new up the little nuances of college golf and and recruiting and you know, things like that and what they're looking for. And then just kind of seeing how these kids go out and play. And it's probably their perspective on the game of golf now and college game and the pro game. I'm, I'm really excited about it. I'm, I'm, I'm a little giddy about it. Can't tell. So um, looking forward to it. Yeah, I'm, cur- I'm curious. Yeah, so we got a good collegiate breakdown coming up on a, on a podcast here in the future. But – um, your boys, this has been the Shotgun Mulligan Podcast. This is your host, Moonshine Mark, signing off here. We got Trackman Tristan, CC Stats. Holler at your boys. Keep hitting it. Keep going to the range. Keep doing your thing. Keep hitting that seven iron little bump and run, just unless you're on a Pete Dye course. But 1776, we got the brand that's coming out. I keep teasing it, but just wait for Instagram. You'll see it. The best golf balls, America's golf balls. we got an election coming up soon. This isn't a political podcast, but if you're a true American, you're going to play 1776. I shotgun mulligan pod. All right, boys. Let's do it. Have a good one.